Tardif, now to Bradley, now Dastu. One-timer, and it goes wide. Dastu could break a record if he gets a power play goal. As Dastu's tied for the league record right now with nine. Tardif over Dastu, one-timer, he scores! And there's the record as Charles Edward Dastu gives the Grizzlies a 1-0 lead. And it's his 10th power play goal, which breaks a single-season league playoff record. As Grizz win the faceoff, Raby on the left side dumps it in. Penner runs after it, drops it off for Raby. Raby skates in back and shot, he scores! This baby's in the refrigerator as Dakota Raby gets his second of the series. And Utah's taking a 4-1 lead. Has a rush. Will throw it over to the right corner. Four seconds left. Three, two, one, and this series is over. Period, amen. Grizzlies win, they advance to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2008. And welcome to the premier edition of Grizzlies Weekly. I'm Tyson Whiting. We'll talk everything in the world of Utah Grizzlies hockey every week leading up to the regular season. And then obviously the content will just get better during the course of the 2022-2023 regular season. And I'm really looking forward to it. We're less than 100 days away from the start of the season. And if you're talking about what the Grizzlies can do for an encore, after all, last year they won the division title for the first time in franchise history. They reached the conference finals for only the third time in team history, and they won 42 games last season, which is the most since 2002. Looking forward to what the Grizzlies have in store for next season. There are already six players that have been announced for the upcoming year and a few more in the coming weeks to follow. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Dakota Raby can do as he's one of four forwards that have already been announced as being signed by the Grizzlies for the upcoming season. Raby had one of the best individual performances I saw from a Grizzlies player last year as he scored three goals in the next-to-last game of the regular season, which clinched the division title for the Grizzlies for the first time in team history. Fitz, he'll get it up top for Penner, right point. He'll take a shot, and it's blocked. The Grizzlies keep it in. Clorman left side, skates towards the circle. Sorry, pass, shot and a score! Save that puck, Mason Whalen, as Dakota Raby gets his first as a pro, and the Grizzlies have taken a 1-0 lead. Now Nate Clorman towards the right side. He'll skate towards the circle, take a shot, and it goes wide. He got blasted by Versteeg as he took the shot. Now Raby right side takes a shot, he scores! That's Dakota Raby's second of the game, and the Grizzlies have taken a 3-2 lead. Over to Prapovest is now to Merchant. One-timer, and it's blocked. Dakota Raby will fire towards the empty net, and he's going to score! Grizzlies score! Is that Dakota Raby? Is that a hat trick? I think it's a hat trick for Dakota Raby, and the Grizzlies are going to win the division. 58 seconds left. A couple hats start firing on the ice once they realize it's Dakota Raby. He gets the hat trick. That's the third. Hat trick by a Grizzlies player this season. Raby was outstanding that night. He's got great speed. I think that if you talk about one characteristic for the Grizzlies that I was really impressed with last season was their team's speed. And when the Grizzlies got their speed rolling and when they were able to put constant pressure on the defense because of their speed and really because they got a lot of smart hockey players who are able to make the right play, the right pass, I think that that's when the Grizzlies were at their best, and somebody like Dakota Raby's a perfect fit for Ryan Kanasiewicz's system. Also back is Tyler Penner, who's one of the best two-way forwards in the league. He won a lot of face-offs for the Grizzlies, did a lot of the little things, and he was the Grizzlies' Iron Man as he played in every game, both of the preseason games, all 72 regular season games, and all 18 
postseason contest. Penner the Grizzlies' Iron Man returns for the upcoming season. Ten seconds left in the period. Over to the high slot now to Dasto on the left side. Last centering pass, shot and a score! Tyler Penner got a good centering pass. And with 6.4 seconds left in the first period, the Grizzlies have taken a 3-2 lead. Eight seconds left in the power play. Allen up ahead, Jackson Leopard, number 10. Loses it along the left wing boards. Grizzlies toss it ahead. Tyler Penner's got a breakaway. Penner skates and he shoots, he scores! Tyler Penner gets his second of the game and the Grizzlies have taken a 4-2 lead. So it's good to see Tyler Penner back in a Grizzlies uniform next season. He'll be in his second year with the Grizzlies. Before that, he spent a year with the Birmingham Bulls of the SBHL. He played his college hockey at Colgate University. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Neil Robinson could do next year as he's going to be returning for the Grizzlies. He only played in a handful of games last season before he suffered a season-ending injury on November 6th, and it really was a shame that his season came to an abrupt end in early November because that weekend series against Rapid City on November 5th and 6th Robinson was one of Utah's best players. And so on three games of the Grizzlies, he had one goal and one assist, and he showed a lot of promise. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what Neil Robinson can do coming back from the season-ending injury. Like I said, Robinson was one of Utah's best players that series when Utah won two games against Rapid City. Also back is Arizona State University's all-time leading scorer. Johnny Walker gave the Grizzlies a spark towards the end of the regular season. I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of goal scoring uh, potential he has because you think about a guy that scored a lot of goals in college. He really seems to do a good job. And really one of the things that stood out to me when I first saw him was his impressive shot from both the left circle and the right circle. He's got potential to score about 15 to 20 goals, maybe even more than that if he gets good playing time this season. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Johnny Walker can do, not only is in terms of him scoring goals, but he's certainly someone that can mix it up and become a fan favorite five penalty minutes at a time. Sean McBride will take the draw for Idaho, and we got a fight! Johnny Walker's in a fight as Walker drags down the Idaho skater. That's Timmons, I believe, as Walker wants to continue the fight, but Walker dragged down the Idaho skater, and that ended the fight. It is Timmons that Walker fought. It was a quick one, though. It doesn't seem like when Johnny Walker mixes it up that it lasts very long. So Walker and Timmons both go to the penalty box, five minutes for fighting. Puck is in the stillhead zone. Over in the corner, Raby battling, and he'll throw it up top. Grizzlies left wing, shot and a score! Johnny Walker was the one that skated to the bench first. He was net front and redirected the lefty shot from near the boards. I'm really curious to see what Johnny Walker could do in a full season as a professional. I could see him scoring somewhere around 20 goals, just being a guy with good hands and a good shot and a guy that can find himself in the right place at the right time. And because he's got the ability to get under the opposing player's skin, I got a feeling that the nickname of the worm might suit Johnny Walker just fine. So those are the four forwards that are coming back that we know of right now. Neil Robinson, Johnny Walker, Dakota Raby, as well as Tyler Penner. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Tyson on Sports. A couple defensemen that we know are going to be back for the 2022-23 season. I'm really excited about James Shearer, a guy that started last season in college at the University of Calgary. He completed a very successful three-year college career. Before that, he was the captain of the Brandon Wheat Kings of the WHL, 
And he showed up in mid-March and really gave the Grizzlies a spark both defensively and offensively. And for thinking about somebody that's going to need to fill the slack as, after all, Charles Edward Dastu is in Finland next year and is going to be playing for a team over there. And Luke Martin uh, is hoping to make the AHL's Hartford Wolfpack, hopefully Luke, who had a great year with the Grizzlies, will have some success in Hartford. And I'm thinking about, you know, defensemen that can kind of pick up the offensive slack that's going to be vacated with the loss of those two. I think James Shearer can certainly be that guy. You know, you think about a guy with 11 points in 13 games in the regular season. He was a plus nine. He's got that ability offensively to really find the right guy. He's even got a good enough shot to where maybe he could score eight or nine goals a year just based on uh, you know the opportunities that could be presented to him this upcoming season. You know, we mentioned Shearer coming back. Kyle Pouncey is also back in a Grizzlies uniform. That was announced on July 14th. Pouncey's a guy that, I you know, if you think about the role that he played last year, you know, his best month was in December of 2021 when he had three goals and three assists in 10 games. I think it was significant to note that that was the month that Luke Martin and Charles Edward Dastu were both in the AHL with the Colorado Eagles, and Pouncey was able to get good playing time. I think, with, you know, really depending on what kind of defensive unit the Grizzlies have, I mean, Pouncey can end up seeing a little bit more playing time this upcoming season. And if he played for any other team in the league, you know, maybe 80% of the clubs in the ECHL, Pouncey would have been a regular last year. It just uh, was unfortunate last season for Pouncey that he was caught in a numbers game. You know, with so many good defensemen that the Grizzlies had last season, you could only play six or seven. And that's why a guy like Pouncey played a little bit of forward for the Grizzlies last year. That's, I think, I think partly why we saw Joey Colatarchi playing as much forward as we did see and a couple other defensemen that at times would play forward. You know, we saw Miles Gendron for a stretch playing forward for the Grizzlies. And that's partly because Utah had so many good defensemen last season that you really had it. Really, it was a tough task for Ryan Kanaswich to find playing time for everybody. So it'll be interesting to see what Kyle Pouncey's role is going to be for the upcoming season. I got a feeling with his size, his speed, he seemed like a pretty smart hockey player. I think he might see an extended role next season for the Grizzlies. Well, as you saw the news a month ago, the Utah Grizzlies NHL affiliate, the Colorado Avalanche, won the Stanley Cup. And so it was a great year for the Avalanche organization. If you think about the fun fact of all three levels, the Avalanche, Eagles, and Grizzlies had the league's defenseman of the year. Dastu for the Grizzlies, Jordan Gross of the AHL's Colorado Eagles, and the NHL's Kel McCarr who took home some other notable hardware to go along with the Defenseman of the Year award as he ended up, I believe, winning the Conn Smythe as he was outstanding in the postseason. And just think about it. He's still young enough to where you can say that he might be even better two or three years down the road when once he hits the prime of his career. So, hey, times are good for the Avalanche organization as the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, the Eagles had a successful year, and the Grizzlies went as far as they've ever gone uh, since 1996 in the championship year, which is going to the Western Conference Finals. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens next year. You can follow me on Twitter, at Tyson on Sports. For the Grizzlies, we're still waiting as we're less than 100 days from opening night. Get your tickets to utahgrizzlies.com or call 801-988-8000 for some more information. A couple other news. Grizzly CEO Kevin Bruder was reelected as the league's chairman of the board 
as uh, he'll be running things for the league as the chairman. I don't even know what that role entails. Maybe we'll talk with Kevin in the upcoming episodes and get his thoughts on uh, the upcoming season as well as what exactly the chairman of the board does in the ECHL. I think it was interesting to note that, uh, you know, Trent Miner, you know, we talked about the NHL Stanley Cup run that the Avalanche had when in the Cup. I think Trent Miner's actually going to get his name on the Cup I'd have to confirm it with somebody, and I think he's also going to get a championship ring. He got a couple seconds of TV time there towards the end of game four when the Avalanche won in overtime in that game where Tampa thought that uh, the Avalanche had too many men on the overtime game winner. We did see Trent Miner in a suit. He's the guy. He was the guy on the far right, you know, a little bit away from everybody else and kind of in the background observing things. I'm curious to see what's going to happen to him. And, you know, for the Grizzlies, we really don't know what the goaltending situation is going to look like for next season as of yet. But Trent Miner next year will be on the second year of a three-year NHL entry-level deal. You talk about a guy that when he had his A game on, nobody could score on him as he led the league with seven shutouts this season. He had a 2.72 goals against average and a 9-10 save percentage. And when the Grizzlies needed him the most, Trent Miner was at his best. And I'm really curious to see if he's going to make the Eagles next year or if he might end up spending some time in Utah. Another goalie that spent the last couple of years with the Grizzlies, Peyton Jones, got a little bit of TV time of his own, about one or two seconds worth this. His brother, Nolan Jones, made his major league debut with the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians were in Kansas City, and Nolan Jones hit a home run, and the Jones family was in attendance. It was tough to see Peyton as it looked like they were focusing on the parents and the and the girlfriends and wives a little bit more than they were Peyton, who I think was a little bit more on the right side of the screen uh, when they, they panned to it uh, as Peyton Jones. Next year will be entering his third season as a pro, whether it's with the Grizzlies or another organization. He certainly shined at times for the Grizzlies, and I still think about that performance he had in early March of 2022 when he stopped 49 of 50, including all seven in a shootout when the Grizzlies defeated Rapid City 2-1. to one. Coming up on Monday will be the Grizzlies' next signing announcement as Utah has already had six players announced for the upcoming season. We'll find out who the seventh player is on Monday, July 18th. We'll talk about that in the next edition of Grizzlies Weekly. We will also talk about what the Grizzlies' defensive unit's going to look like without Dastu and Martin. That's going to be on the, on the upcoming show. And we'll let you get to know a little bit more about the people in the office here at Maverick Center as we'll get to know Spencer Hess. Maybe we'll get to know Evan Kent and uh, maybe Bo Wilkinson and a few others as we're having a little bit of fun here at Maverick Center as the season is less than 100 days away. And I, I can't wait. As, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what Ryan Kanasiewicz and Tegan Zahn can do for an encore. After all, last season was one of the more, more successful seasons in Utah Grizzlies history. We'll see what next year brings, and we'll see what next week brings as the next edition of Grizzlies Weekly will be on Thursday, July 21st. Make sure to tune in for that. Until then, I'm Tyson Whiting, and it is what it is. We'll talk to you next time here on Grizzlies Weekly. As Dastu will throw it over to Henry on the left side. Back to Dastu. One-timer, and that gets blocked. Rolls back to Dastu. Now to Henry. One-timer. And he scores! Grizzlies have tied it up as Nick Henry fired towards the net. I don't know if it got redirected, but it was a five-on-three power play goal. Six-on-three with Trent Miner on the bench. Nick Henry skates to the bench first. We're tied at four here in game two.
My fans are fired up here at Maverick Center as the Grizzlies find a way once again. 